This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Kyle and I this week on Saturday morning to get in on the action. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, your daily source of everything team San Jose. We are back today looking at the actual mothership Sharks proper. Hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple of days of draft talk, mid-round talk. Thanks to Mitch Brown for coming on. But today we're going to go back to the big club and we're going to take a little dive into the world of offer sheets. The rarely seen, rarely used offer sheet world. I pretty sure we all think that it should be used more because why would you not want to get an advantage over your fellow teams and win along the margins or get a good player when the alternative is that you don't want to upset the old boys club. Doesn't matter. We'll get into it. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me as always is JD. Eric, uh, no. Whoa. Wow, dude. Wow. Says you've been wow. gone so long. It's, he just called gone. me. He called me the wrong person. You wow. So up. Eric is here and JD went on his peyote quest into the desert. <sighs> Uh, and possibly Girl. died. We unclear to say is if he's alive. Uh, wow, I'm used to doing it because you've been gone for a little that's bit. That's true. I mean, I'm, I miss more than JD does. Yeah, so yeah, not, yeah. That's not a. Uh... All right, Damn, I forgive that was... you. I forgive all right, you, all right. Also, so, uh, RIP to the Young family. Uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully we'll get a new host soon. Okay, offer sheets. So offer sheets work basically when a player has completed his ELC or his next contract, basically he's under a certain age and he's played enough games. He's an RFA, which means he's restricted free agent, which means that only his team can sign him unless another team gives an offer sheet and there's certain rules. And Eric has the rules up on how that, how that rolls. So the compensation comes entirely in the form of draft picks. Um, And this happens like right before free agency after the draft. And so this would be for 2022 draft picks and beyond. And beyond, right. The draft picks must be available in the nearest entry draft. Unless some some picks, if you go high enough, you need to give away multiple years worth of picks. And the big thing is that have to be your own. So you yes, can't trade right, right. for like picks, Chicago's right. first round pick and then give them that. So right, you will right. see teams, well, in theory, teams would have to trade back for their own first round pick to get it and then use it in the option. But it has to be your own San Jose Sharks picks. Correct. Uh, and then... It, the number of picks or the types of picks that you give to the other team is determined by the average annual value of the sheet, but also there's a limit to uh, you, an offer sheet can't be longer than seven years in length. And also uh, to get the value for the, the pick compensation, you only divide up to five years. So if you offer a guy a big seven year contract via offer sheet, uh, it's going to be much higher AAV than expected because you only count five of those years when you're figuring out the total value of it. So that's where things get a little crazy. But I think the idea is that you either get an established NHLer or a mystery boat and teams probably overvalue the mystery boats relative to the established NHLer. And also that depending on the projected salary, which we also have because of evolving wild, it might be some some underrated guys that you would be willing to throw a pick at for. Yeah, and I think the top the top of the thing is like nine point nine million by like six years, and it's four first round picks. It's ten now. It's ten point two seven, but yeah, ten point two seven and above is four first round picks in subsequent years. 
So it's like Jack Eichel kind of like offer sheeting. Yeah. Camel, and car, I think, camel car, basically. If you wanted to give up the next four first round picks, you'd offer sheet Camel which, Car at like $11. Which 11 you million. absolutely should. Yeah. <laughs> He's like yes. the best defenseman in the league. Right. Um, right. I think the most recent offer sheet we saw is Sebastian Ajo two years ago. Right. Uh, it was something like 8.5. I forget what it was, but, but people sort of thought that it was not strong enough. They're like, you offer sheeted great, but like obviously they're going to pay that. Yeah, but there was always, there was like, there was like the way that it was stacked. The way that the money was paid was a little bit different. Aho, to be honest with you, if Carolina really wanted Aho that badly, they should have signed him months ago and never let an offer sheet happen. But right. they dragged right. their feet and dragged their feet. And by the player, so a team of San Jose offer sheets, um, let's say Miro Haskinen, because we know that he's an RFA. Say they offer sheet Miro Haskinen. Miro Haskinen, can he get that offer sheet and say, up yours and not sign it and say, it sucks to suck San Jose and not Correct. sign it. Sebastian Ajo, the most recent one, did sign it, and that means that he was willing to go to Montreal and play for them for five years or whatever the contract was for 8.65. So there has to be willing parts on both sides, but a lot of times the offer sheet is used where teams are dragging their feet under a utilized guy, maybe a cap crunch team. A lot of people thought that people should, GM should offer sheet Braden Point last year when Tampa was in a huge cap crunch. And they didn't, and now he plays on <laughs> a discounted contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now he's on a discounted contract. So it's it's a tool that needs to be used more. And for Sharks fans, famously, after Chicago won the Cup, Doug Wilson saw that Chicago had Nicholas Yalmerson and Ante Niemi both as free agents or RFAs, and he forced Stan Bowman's hand into picking them. So he offer-sheeted Nicholas Yalmerson because they couldn't afford both guys. So he offer-sheeted Yalmerson. And that way, if they matched it, he would just go turn around and sign Niemi, which is what happened in real life. But in the multiverse branch off, they don't match the Yalmerson offer sheet, sign Niemi, and then Nicholas Yalmerson comes to San Jose and they have a defenseman. Doug Wilson will use offer sheets is what we're getting at here. Or he so, has in the past, whether he will in the future is unclear. But at least, yeah, at least most GMs don't have that first part going for them either. Yeah, because they don't want to upset the old boys club. But it could be a way for San Jose to back like get some high-end talent in into their roster which they need because they have a lot of Bortolos and Weisblatt's and Robins and Gushins and and stuff like that where the, the top end isn't there so this might be a way to get somebody like you guys Barry Cod Kenyemi but I think we're going to start at the New York Islanders because they have a Chicago Blackhawks-esque situation where they have multiple guys that they are going to need to sign correct so Cat Friendly projects the Islanders to have how did I lose them? Oh, five point eight million dollars in cap space next season. And as Kyle mentioned, um, they have some UFAs to sign, but they also have a few restricted free agents. So they you know that they're going to need to spend all of that money in order to bring their players back next year or replace them. And so some of the interesting names are Michael Del Cole, who is not that interesting actually. I take it back. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, who I think Kyle and I disagree on a bit. Adam Pellick, one of their left-handed defensemen. And uh, their goaltender, Ilya Sorokin, who's also so 25. Adam Pellick's 26, and Beauvillier is 24. But in either case, those are three contracts they likely aren't going to be able to afford all of. And so why not try to get one of those players? Sorokin put up an admirable performance in the playoffs and is their goalie of the future, apparently. But they have Varlamov. I don't know if he's a free agent as well. He might be. Um, 
No. That's a way that you can. That's a way that he's signed still. He's got two more seasons. Exactly. So, this is a way that you upgrade your goalie to a young top. Well, he was a top prospect when he was in the KHL and had only come over this year, or the year before. This is a way to restock your goalie pipeline. And I think we can both agree that taking offer sheeting Sorokin to something and signing him is probably a better play than trying to mar like muck up the edges with Linus Ulmark or Peter Morazic because Sorokin's yeah. young and good. And he's <laughs> by the time the contract's over, he's not going to be old and bad. And chances are he'd only require a second round pick to offer sheet. So a second round yeah. pick covers contracts with an AAV between $2 million and $4.1 million. And so, so if you're the Sharks... You can throw $4 great... million dollars at Elias right. Sorokin for right. four years. There you go. There's, a, there's a goalie. Boom. Right. Um, right. Anthony Bovillier, again, he's 24, I think you said? He's 20. just turned 24. Yep. Yep. Now you're infusing your team with a top six winger? I would say so. I think we might disagree a bit, but he's... Similar to Kevin LeBanc in the sense that his counting stats, his point-per-game stats, probably don't do him enough justice relative to his underlying metrics. So there's there's an interesting thing where I think Beauvillier has like a higher overall wins above replacement measurement, but doesn't do as good a job of generating shots like LeBanc does. But I think similar types of like analytical versus eye test players. And he, what's what's the contract projection? His most likely contract projection is two years, $3.7 million. And that seems, well, so that projection and the five-year projection, which would be at four point, almost $5 million, are the two most likely and they're very close. So what, what would it cost the Sharks to do that five-year contract? Five, five by five, basically five, a five by five. Right. That would be a first-round pick and a third-round pick. And that's starting in 2022. Yep. 2022. So that's you, that's you your Shane up, Wright lottery. Do you do you give up your Shane Wright lottery ticket for Anthony Bavillier? Also, 2022 and 2023 are deep drafts. Right, right. Um, and I know that the mystery boat, the mystery boat, but I feel like the mystery boat comes into play more with the Bovilliers, where it's not as high end as like a Jack Eichel, sure, where you just give them not, the world. Right, right. He's not like a clear NHL. He's a good NHL player, but not a clear NHL star. Yeah. And there are there's a potential for the Sharks to be drafting us again, a potential star in 2022. So I don't know. Yeah, Bovillia is maybe borderline there because it's a first round pick, and you're assuming you're going to be bad. Like I can see wanting a guy who might step into the NHL at age 19 or 20 and be amazing versus a guy who's going to turn 25, 26, 27, 28 on the contract you offer him. Uh huh. I think I think though if you offer him that second round pick four point one million dollars or whatever, yeah, that, yeah, that would be that would end, be right? that would be great. But again, does the Islanders just turn around and sign that? Maybe, but then maybe it's just, maybe it's one of those things where they were going to try to get him on a bridge deal for like two by three or something. I don't know. And you and you get just above just enough above what they wanted to offer him that then they can't sign Sorokin or then they can't sign Pelic, and then you can go after one of those players. Adam Pellick's also interesting. Yeah, he's he's like Justin Braun in the sense he's been awesome defensively there, but doesn't really bring much on the offensive side of, of things. Uh, and his contract is for oh, he's projected to get more actually. He's projected to be at four by four point three, and so that's, that's like over a pretty the... heavy heavy projection relative to the other term. Yeah, he would also he would probably also have to be in that. 4.1 range to give up the second. 
But if you offer yeah. sheet one of these guys and force their hand, you can maybe get one of the other guys in free agency. Right. Or right. offer I sheet mean, two of them. Right. Sure. Right. This is the, <laughs> this is the Stan Bowman 2.0 thing where Doug Wilson says, I know you're kind of hosed. I'm going to force you to sign one of these guys. And yeah. And I, th- I think hand. most likely they would sign Sorokin first and then Pellick second, probably. Like yeah, conventional yeah, wisdom. Yeah, probably. I have to look at like playing time and that sort of thing. It could be it could be a toss up, and I don't know what sort of prospects. I the one thing they do have is Noah Dobson, who became an NHL regular, and so maybe they're more willing to part with another defenseman because Pulak yeah, is also I, good. I, I think uh, I think I think that's a team that you can maybe take advantage of, or just straight up trade a underwhelming asset. Go to Lou Lamorello and say. I want to offer sheet this guy. I know you can't afford them all. Here's a fourth round pick for Adam Pellick. Right. Great. Yeah. No offer sheets. And then you just sign Pellick to whatever contract you wanted or like a sign and trade situation. Yes. I like I that. Think, I, I, like that I, th- I think that's, I think, and that, and Islanders also don't have cap space, but I think if they want to go big game hunting, yes, very caught Kanyami might be the answer. Obviously. Hold on. Let me take that back. Is yeah. Kale McCarr free uh, RFA? Kale McCarr is yes, but yeah, and so is Miro. <laughs> and so is Miro Haskinen. Yeah, but like they would have to be the nine point or ten point two by five years, four first round picks. I would be okay with it, but the the I almost guarantee you the organization would not do that. Yeah, Haskinen is eight by eight point five, and Kale McCarr is at eight by ten. So, so the thing is, if you if you if you if you an eight like a ten million per over eight years, yeah. And what was Haskinen? Uh Haskinen was eight by eight over. So eight. this thing is with Haskinen, if you if you oh, yeah, if on. you offer him like seven point seven on an offer sheet, Dallas is just gonna sign it all day and every day because they're getting better value right, than right. force their hand. And also you, it's because it's only the five years for the offer sheet, you're up in the four first round pick range anyway. Yeah. So I would be okay with either of them getting four first round picks from San Jose for Kale McCart or Miron Haskinen. But the problem is is that whatever their contract is, it's probably still going to be a steal for Colorado or Dallas by the time you, you get right. You get down to it. Right. Um, so I can't imagine them not prioritizing signing those players. Exactly. Like, so let's go to a guy, let's go to a guy that might, he's also pretty good and has maybe had not had the start in the NHL that people or the organization wanted. And it's Jesper Kotkaniemi with Montreal currently scratched for game four for some, well, that's wild. just a dumb coach wild. Staff decision. Wild. It's so stupid, but he made the NHL as an 18-year-old. He's already played three seasons, basically. He's this year he was still the 10th youngest NHLer and, and he's in his third season. <laughs> like there's a lot right. to love right. with Coach Kinyami. And this is a guy that you might be able to sign for like five and a half per over six years. Oh, cheaper, dude. He's he's looking at a two by two right now. Okay, but you you're not gonna give him a two by two because okay, you're right, you're that. right. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, if a smart team would come in just over where. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's three and a half? All right. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Let's see. That's that's the second round pick range. So yeah, a third round pick for up to two million, which obviously you wouldn't do. So you'd at least start with a second round pick, and then you would. Yeah. I mean, would you would you offer more than four million a year? What if you do, what if him? you do what if you do four million a year for five years? He's twenty twenty. He's twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah. Do you think they would hit? So they have the thing with Montreal though is they have more cap space next year. They have true, but look at look at what they need. Look what they need to do the next year. Like uh, Romanov is coming up. Caulfield's coming up next year. Suzuki's coming up next year. 
There's, uh, uh, they have a lot of UFAs also, although like yeah. I can't imagine them re-signing all these 30-year-olds. But like no, Deno is a UFA. Tatar, uh, they're not going to let him. They're going to let him go. Arturi Lekkinen, they're going to resign RFA. him. Uh, I actually now there's there's a target. Scoop up Arturi Lekkinen, get a little undervalued guy. He's playing top like line he's... with San Jose or a top line with Montreal. Yeah, uh, that's a depth guy. You get him for one point four million dollars sure, sure, for three right, years. Right. That's, that's you give up a point... fifth round pick. He's, he's going to be better than whatever. Fifth he's round projected pick to make. Like a hundred thousand dollars more than Kotkaniemi is next year. That's insane. Which is crazy. <laughs> that's insane. But even even if you sign him for like three or four years for two million bucks, that's like that could be a way to restock your middle six with a sure, good player right. and, for like a fourth round pick, a thir- third round pick, a third round pick. Yeah. And you're not going to get that out of a third round pick in the draft. So exactly, especially this draft. That's true. <laughs> well, oh, I guess this I, draft. You know, he's, he's a he's a very strong defensive player. That would be yeah. nice. Like. Him and John Leonard on either wing, and then whoever your three C is gets a lot of defensive help that way. And you don't have to find like the perfect three C. All right, guys, if you're like me, and sometimes you're trying to pack up the kids, you're rushing to work, and you forget to grab breakfast, uh, that's why I reach for a built bar. So, built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including my personal favorite, like cherry barcia. They also have salted caramel, toffee almond, and coconut almond, to name a few. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. They're great for health conscious people, or if you want to lose or maintain weight while still indulging in delicious treat, each bar is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for keto diets. And right now, when you visit builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. I know. I know you don't like my John Leonard assessment you can, there, but no, I, like fine. I like it. No, it's fine. You could. You could also offer sheet called Kenny Emmy, and then when they can't afford Terry Lake, and then go back and get him. Or right. Again, right. Like, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the I, same logic applies for any of these. If you don't, well, not not every team. If you don't get one of the players, there's potentially hopefully another guy that you might. Yeah. Really Montreal's get. a little tricky because of their cap space, and I would just honestly offer whatever you can for Code Kenny Emmy up to like obviously not the crazy levels, but right. He's a third overall pick. That's played pretty well and a change of scenery might launch him into his third overall pickness. I mean, look, he's, he's only projected for a four-year contract is only going to get him his market value for a four-year contract is only 3 million. So if, if you went into that $4 million range, four by four, there you go. Yeah. Give him four by four. That's only a third round pick and then or second round pick. And you start him off on your three C situation and right, let him right. grow yeah, yeah, like or that. give him I like, like Timo. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. There's, I think, I think Kotkaniemi might be like the way to go. To be honest with you, because let's, who are some other names on your list? Not well. Eh, I mean, so there's a few in Florida. There's Anthony Duclair and Sam Bennett, and then in Philly, there's Travis Sanheim and Nolan Patrick, and then in so Chicago. Before, before we move on, Nolan yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. would be interesting because he was a stellar junior player and went number two overall. Could have went number one easily injuries derailed his career like he sat out i think almost all of last season or the season before right uh with yes. concussions so offer sheeting him is a little risky because you don't know what the injuries but philly might be willing to move on you'd have to probably be willing to pay him well that's another situation like you said earlier though kyle where like you could probably get him for a little less than you would with an offer sheet yeah trade, just if, call they're, if they're ready to move play. on to him and just be like 
here let's like swap picks or something like that in the in the mid rounds and here's, yeah, or here's give, a random give, prospect. Yeah, give them uh Linus Yuberg. Sure, sure. And and sure, a third right. and a third for Nolan Patrick. Right. And then take a swing. Because that's a, that's the thing. You're trying to make the team better, and Nolan Patrick's 22. Yeah. So like you take that swing, right. hopefully take the swings. concussions get better. And now you have a guy who is projected to be a, like a one C. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a, a, a first, first line player. So, right. Right. And even if and that doesn't seem like his outcome, I think he should still be an take the swing. And if you, if you get right, a good right, third, right. third line player, you get a good line, third player for Linus Hubert, who's probably never going to be anything. Right. Yes, this is true. I can't believe you're hurting Eric Carlson's countrymen like this. Sorry. I mean, no, we need more. We need more Swedes. Swedes. Yes. It, yes. Very quick. Can you and our Terry Lakin are both finished too. You can take <laughs> Alex Young from me. Don't take, don't okay, take Linus. Give them Raska and Young. There you go. I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So and Chicago. Chicago is not too exciting. They got Pius Suter, who just came over as a European free from agent the NLA. From the NLA, but he's he's 25 already, so it's not. And then Brandon Hagel, who actually has some decent underlying numbers, played for Canada uh, at the World Championship. He's a 22 year old uh, forward, so that is, and he played like a defensive role, but still had I think solid offensive output. So like. That's an interesting, interesting guy there, but he's like projected for two years, 1.8 million. So I think what happens is at the end, well, at the bottom of the roster here, teams are going to match them or you're going to have to be willing to pay way over market value for these guys. So I feel like once you get below the like $3 million mark, unless a team absolutely has zero money left, there's not much of a point in doing that. Yeah. Is there is there anybody else? Oh, in in Toronto, there's Travis Dermott, who's there's an interesting option. interesting defenseman. Um, but he's seems also, like the odd man out. Kinda. Yeah, but he's also only projected to make one point one million dollars for two years. So you're like, I don't know. So the two million dollar contract. That's true. That's that's true. You can give him a third round pick and be like two by two, and so you either have to pay him that much or give him to us. The more the one that's a little interesting is going to Florida actually. Because they have Sam Bennett and Anthony Duclair, uh, and they have quite a bit of cap space. But I think I think you know with Bob's crazy contract and Aaron Ekblad coming back. Oh no, oh, he, he's on he's on the contract right now. Sorry, um, yeah, he signed like a seven by seven. Right, I just he was on injured reserve, and I thought he was on yeah. LTIR. But uh, like they got to resign Brandon Montour, maybe they, they got. But the thing is that they should probably be able to fit these guys under contract. But anyway, yeah, that's that's the thing with the Islanders and. Uh, the other team, oh Montreal. Well, Montreal, not even. They have a lot of free agents. Right, but a lot of these teams have. New York Islanders is really the, the, clear, the only can. clear, clear team that are like they are going to have cap issues with these three players at least, and they have more to sign. And, and Montreal teams, gives Deno seven million dollars a year. Right, that's right. a lot of cap space here to eat. That's you know? true. Yes. So I think I think those two teams are going to be the most. But there's no other than the Islanders. There's no other Tampa team where it's like, oh shit. We don't, no, we no. don't have that, or at least not none with interesting players. Like the Penguins are in that situation. Yeah, but like, none do you want players. Zach Aston Reese or Teddy right. Bluger? Right, right, right. I think like I think Teddy really. Bluger's Dutch or something like that. Something really weird. I mean, if you want, if you want to diversify a little bit, sure. But otherwise, <laughs> like, if you want to play hockey, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, the Knights, but all their players are unrestricted free agents. Chicago, we just talked about some hum hum forwards. Washington, same situation. They're all UFAs. And then you start getting into teams having like 10 million and plus in space. And it's like, I can look through all these for you, but I don't want to. So 
Teddy Teddy Bluegers, his real name is Theodore's Bluegers. He's from Latvia. I, I think he and Balsers could be friends. They're countrymen. Well, that's why I said they could be friends. <laughs> they probably how, already are. There's only like 10 Latvian NHL players. It's impossible for you and me to hang out because uh, different countries, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think looking at offer sheets this offseason might be good for San Jose, especially because they can they're, – they're looking to upgrade and there's – like the UFA list isn't great. And nobody's no, really right. – and I don't think UFAs are going to be clamoring to come to San Jose right now. And they get overpaid anyway, relative to our over, Yeah. So this might be a way to inject some talent, especially if you get a caught Kenyemi. It's like 21 or, or something sick. like that. Yeah. Right, right. Who will be coming up with your core. Like he is going to be part of your core. Um, even a Lakenin or a uh, like Sorokin's only 26, but really just like these guys will all be part of your core going forward. And you can probably get them at a, a decent clip. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't even think other than Haskinen and Makar, I don't think there's any like Aho level free agents, right? No, no, definitely not. One guy we forgot to mention in Philly, if you do Nolan Patrick, whatever, is, is Travis Sandheim, who's a 25-year-old defenseman who's, who's like solid. Man. Yeah. Um, but again, they probably have enough money and it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. The thing to remember is that almost certainly we will see zero offer sheets this offseason. Right. From, right. Any, from any team. But <laughs> these are the players who we think might be fine if the Sharks... I'm, I'm all aboard the, the Kakaniemi, give them a 4 by 4 deal and see what they say. Yeah. I think I think that's where I'm at too, and and if yeah, if that that's max out that like second round pick range, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or four, go to four by four point one, or go to Bergevin and say we'll trade you a second for a five by five, and sign him to a five by five, and we'll trade you a second, a second and a yeah. second. I keep saying Uberg, but like a second and sure, someone more than that. Something. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Brandon Coe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think I think Coke and Yami would be choice number one, and then any of the Islanders guys. Yes. And yes. then Lakin in. Right. Well, and then, Habs, and then, a little Habs sandwich with the Islanders <laughs> meat. Like Habs it. bread with Islanders meat. I hope the Habs win tonight. And then Doug Wilson calls Bergeron and goes, yo, you don't need that guy. <laughs> yeah. You don't need him. <laughs> exactly. You don't need uh, him, man. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. You just won with Jake Evans. Um, okay. If you guys like this and want to see more niche episodes on specific things, please let us know in the DMs on Twitter at Locked on Sharks. You can also DM us. On Facebook or Instagram, where JD, rest his soul, is putting up all of our information. I guess we got to do it now. Uh, putting up all of our work. Uh, so we'll get your DMs there. Uh, don't worry if you want to DM us there. We will get it. Any ideas, show ideas, all that good stuff. Please let us know. We're more than happy to oblige. You can also email us at lockdownstrikes at gmail.com. You can find Eric at foulball15. Kyle's at Kyle Demetrius. And yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't know. Uh, no, thank you for have joining a good us. weekend. I don't know. Is this going on Friday? I don't. I have no idea. I have no I know, idea. We're lost without our producer. Bye, everybody. Get all the sports news you need in under twenty minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news and every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.